On today's episode, we discuss the trash that was Thursday night football, and we give you our picks and predictions for NFL Sunday Week 2. This and much, much more. Time to sideline the agenda. Welcome to Sideline the Agenda. My name is Scott. With me is Kevin and Chris. Welcome to the show that sidelines the talking points of the corporate sports media. We give you our opinions unapologetically. Nothing is out of bounds and every subject is fair game. Coming up, Thursday night puts the foot in football and we dive into week five with our NFL Sunday preview. But first, we would like to invite you to join our agenda to sideline the agenda by subscribing to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe to your podcast entertainment. And you can also follow us on Twitter at Sideline Agenda. Sideline the Agenda. Get off the sideline and then into the game. Oh, my goodness. Get Get in the game. (laughs) I'm just so frazzled from that Thursday night football game. Um, Can't can't speak right and correctly. Anyway, uh, we'll get to that later. That's definitely coming up. We certainly have thoughts on that catastrophic event. Um, and the NFL as a whole. But anyway, we'll uh, let's talk about something happy first. Um, there's uh, in basketball, there's a G League, right? And and uh-huh. there is a player who has completely captivated <laughs> the imagination of the American people, right? He's, he, oh, yeah. he, he is he is inspiring. <laughs> He's inspirational and, and dare I say, a, a beacon in this, this dark, dark world. Of course, if you've not heard of the individual that I speak of, um, his name is Steve Ho Ufat. <laughs> He's a 35-year-old French forward for the Metropolitans. 92. I guess that's the name of the team in the in the G League. Uh, six uh, foot eight. I think they're. I think they're European League. Yeah. Okay. So they're European yeah. League. So I was confused. Yeah, Were like, they playing a G League team? Was that my? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So they're, they're playing a G League team. Yeah, the the NBA preseason it's a little weird. They're having like some of the European teams play some of our pro teams and also some of our G League teams. Like there was a a, a, a European team that just blew out the Suns like a, a few days ago, and everyone was giving them a rough time for that. They're called the Thirty Sixers. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so as you're saying, definitely captivated the nation. He with did. The, he did. Oh, you fat for three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't believe us. Here it is. Song, curling off the screen, driving baseline. Oh, you fat with a three. Yes, I just said that. That is that man's name. Don't tweet at me. I don't want to tweet from anybody. That's the man's name. Oh he went, he went three for four shooting from the field in 17 minutes of play for the Metropolitans I gotta, 92. <laughs> I got to say, I got to say, this guy needs to marry one of the WNBA players and she take his last name. <laughs> Miss, Could you imagine? Yeah. Miss Ho You Fat. Unfortunately, they're probably mostly all lesbian, so slim pickings there. <laughs> yeah, not to be uh, confused with the uh, Chinese basketball player, Fook You Fat. <laughs> oh, man. Or Fook You Fat Ho. <laughs> Uh, that's just I, I. I mean, that was that's to like hitting Twitter by storm, right? Um, yeah, um, big deal. Uh, of course, great for. I I, I don't even know because he's a French player. I, I don't even know how you have because it's spelled ho h o and u, like separate word y o u. 
space fat f-a-t like yeah ho you fat how is that a last is this the last name a troll it's apparently it's supposed to be I, legit I, yeah i don't know did he like change his name like metal world peace or, or was he like adopted by some like korean family or something i don't i don't know the background on that but either way it's hilarious he studied under the chinese <laughs> basketball player fuck you <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so Major League Baseball is happening. Uh, postseason is lined up. Uh, this year's a little different. The postseason uh, has expanded to 12 teams this season with a newly created wild card round. All four series are best two of three, three days in a row with no breaks, with the higher seed hosting every game. Um, American League uh, starts today. Uh, I believe the Tampa Bay Rays will take on the Cincinnati Guardians. Uh, of course, the Seattle Mariners uh, will Cleveland. take on, uh, um, excuse me, Cleveland. What did I say? Cincinnati. Yeah, Cleveland. Thank you. Cleveland Guardi- Guardians, the Cincinnati. So the Seattle Mariners, Jesus, got Cincinnati on the brain this show. Uh, Seattle Mariners, uh, yeah, takes on uh, Toronto Blue Jays Toronto. and uh, Philadelphia against the Cardinals and the San Diego Padres against the New York Mets. And then the uh, one and two seed in the National League, since we were there, uh, is the L.A. Dodgers and, and the Atlanta Braves. And the one and two in the American is the Houston Astros and the New York Yankees. Uh, any yeah, thoughts, get any, buy. any yeah. favorites, any any picks or who gives a uh, shit? Yeah, this is the baseball just trying to make their playoffs more entertaining. The last few years, they've had that like one game winning you're in wild card uh, type scenario. I mean, I, I don't love it. I don't hate it either. I mean, you get a couple more teams in there, get a little more uh, fan involvement, I guess, to where like in the olden days, it was basically like I think it was just like four teams made it. So whatever. Hopefully, it makes for more entertainment. Um, uh, favorite would definitely be the Mets uh, out of the National uh, to make it to the final round. And, really? Why, um, the, why the Mets? Because uh, uh, Dodgers they, they technically got, have the better record, right? Well, the Dodgers got the yeah the best record in the league. Right. Um, I'm not saying the Mets would make it to the World Series. I think they, they'll make it against the Dodgers in, in the final round would be my, my prediction. Actually, no, they can't even face them in the final yeah, round. The they would Mets have to face them next because the, the yeah, seeding, that's that's right. Well, I would, okay. So Mets in that series, they, they got better pitching. pitching. Um, but, you know, best two out of three, you never know what can happen. That's the one disadvantage of these short series after playing 162 games. You get it decided in this, at least in this first round, just by three games. So, I mean, I don't love it, but I do like that they reward the the one and two seeds so that at least, you know, they're not going to get knocked out in a just by losing two games, which, you know, any baseball team can do. So it uh, should be entertaining. I think this is kind of funny, though. I think all the bottom barrel teams are going to kind of weed each other out. Guys, we're going to be looking at, you know, the Yankees versus the Astros. Then we'll see the Dodgers play the Braves and then – Hopefully it's a East East Coast versus West Coast, and we see the Dodgers, you know, play the Yanks. I I think that's everyone's goal. <laughs> I, I don't think anyone wants to see the Dodgers play the Astros or even the Braves come in and play the Astros. You know, like kind of like who gives a damn? Oh at that man, point. yeah. Braves yeah. Astros would just be terrible. <laughs> I am I am fearful that it's going to be either the the Dodgers and the Astros, just because as a Dodger fan, I just don't really want to see them in the World Series. Astros yeah. are a great team. Um, 
you know, but but who knows? I, I, I admittedly really have no strong opinion about uh, what that's going to look like. So I guess I'm going to say it's going to end up being the Dodgers and the Astros. And I actually hate to say it. I'm, I'm afraid the Astros will win that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't favor the Astros, but uh, I'm definitely rooting for the Yankees Dodgers. I've been rooting for that for a while. I've been wanting to see that for a long time. So hopefully it'll finally happen. But yeah, big playoff matchups. If it does come down to Dodgers Braves and Astros Yankees because they've met in the playoffs several times these last several years. So big uh, playoff rivalries going on there. The only team I could say that maybe be a sleeper, well, this would be at a national league. I think the American League would be pretty much locked up between either the Yanks or the Astros would be the Cardinals. Uh, they're playing pretty hot. I know that they still, you know, um, at home, like they're, they're pretty impressive. And that might be the only team that could, I'm not saying going to beat the Dodgers, but uh, could potentially put the Braves on their heels and maybe beat the Braves and then, you know, face the Dodgers to, to the world series, um, to see who would get in that to the world series. But I mean, other than that, I, I don't see much out of the bottom teams. Yeah. I love the, love the Dodgers, of course, rooting for them. Uh, personally, uh, I always get nervous about, uh, teams that clinch early. Um, I, I just, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like they can get caught, uh, you know, um, uh, not necessarily, with their their engine fully primed to to get back into the postseason, but uh, nothing like playoff baseball. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to Thursday night football. The this game was fucking lame, um, and yeah. I'm just <laughs> I, I just am like still pissed off about it because uh, it just it just stole like you know two hours of my life, if not more. Um, there was uh, they took they literally took the word foot. Uh, you know they took that word literally uh, out of football didn't they um they're they're the only score uh throughout the 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 night was was field goals there were seven field goals total uh the colts beat the denver broncos in denver 12 to 9 um this game was terrible it was just terrible the denver fans were brewing but booing uh you know al michaels was like uh you know how a game can how can a game be so or, or can a game be so bad that i can fuck what yeah it's kind of like it's so bad that it's it's kind of good yeah al, al michaels was, street was like no yeah al michaels was saying a game can be so bad that it is good yeah and it's like nope that's that's just not a thing um yeah it was it was uh, just terrible Yep. I, I I can't say that didn't predict it. <laughs> I was like, man, this is going to be a snooze fest. Uh, Kevin nailed it saying that these guys are very evenly matched because, you know, went over overtime. Um, but, yeah, Wilson went back to, can't, you know, making touchdowns. Ryan reverted back to uh, just being the, the no-show that he can be sometimes with some uh, big turnovers. Uh, probably the ex- the most exciting game or play of the game was the when the referee tripped that safety and allowed for that that double completion to the two Broncos receivers that caught the ball at the same time. <laughs> and then it was also it was almost kind of poetic because I was I would have been a little mad if that was the reason they scored because the referee <laughs> tripped the guy. But uh, then they blocked the field goal, so it's just like, oh my gosh! Yeah, the referee <laughs> was, almost yeah. saved us. It was bad, but Wilson is making me look like a genius because I've been saying this season, you know, ever since before the season that he's he's overrated and he's he's not going to be good. The Broncos are gonna, not going to make the playoffs, so we'll see. But what did you guys think of uh, Hackett's call there at the end to go for it? I kind of thought 
I say take the, the points. I'm always the, a take the points guy. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I think he fell into his trap from, was it the first game of the season? Yeah. Where he kicked a field goal instead of going for it. Right. So now he was like, oh, now I got to go for it. So he screwed himself both times. He made the wrong choice both times. So, But he even it. hired a consultant. And it seemed like his, his answer was, uh, let's go run out there and try and bark them off sides. Oh, wait, they call, a, they call a, a timeout. So now let's go back out there again and see the lay of their defense and then call a timeout. And then let's go out there with, I don't even know what the call was. They didn't roll left, roll right. They, 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 it was just it was something over the middle. Yeah. It kicked a fucking field goal, man. Like the, you had, That's what I thought. You, you had the points. The night was laid out as in the, we're in the, the eighth stage of hell here. We've had <laughs> seven freaking field goals. This is trash football at its best, a.k.a. its worst. Like nobody can score to save their lives. So what put like this, this, <laughs> this. Trash heap uh, a flame was destined for a tie. Take the tie opposed to give them the loss or, or, you know, take the loss. It it just, I I don't know. To me, it just was like so blatantly obvious. I hate to say it, you know, you'd love to, you know, go all uh, next next gen stat and just be like, yeah, you totally go for it in this situation. But like just the energy of of the the evening was kick the field goal. Yeah. Gosh, this. I think they were sitting on the on the sidelines, and they were just as tired of this game as everyone else was. They were trying to get this thing over with. They either going to go home winning or losing the game at that point, and I kind of applaud them for that decision at the bare minimum. We were all tired of watching this. Kick the field goal, kick the go down there, and then potentially tie it, and then end in a tie. Like, no, let's just let's cut the crap here. And I think that uh, he was just going to pull the the you know pull the cord on it. And you know, I um, Kirk Herbstreit had the best idea. He's literally let's go get out. You know, let's go get um, uh, uh, Peyton Manning and and um, uh, uh, Elway out of the out of the stands and put them in a uniform. <laughs> let's see them throw the ball because this is literally crap, offensive crap, garbage. Seeing two quarterbacks throwing. You know, picks left and right. You know, Matt Ryan celebrating, acting like he won. Um, you know, some playoff <laughs> game. I could not believe it. Like this guy, you can't suck any more than what you did out there. And the, the highlight of the game was when um, you know, Russell Wilson overthrows his receiver. You know, Colts pick it, and it looked like, <laughs> damn, we're about to see a touchdown. It looks like this is the only yeah. way we could see it if he runs all the way down to the end zone. And of course, you know, Russell Wilson gets popped, and then you know, of course the concussion thing. And they're watching monitors on the sideline after that play. But this guy. This Colts that you know picked up picked up uh, Russell literally was tripping over his feet. For, yeah, for God's just, sakes, we can't even no get even a touchdown. Him. No one was in the way. He had a touchdown, uh, and it was just oh my God, it's so frustrating. It was embarrassing. This game, ugh, I, the whole time I was just like, dude, I don't. Even, this isn't even enjoyable. This sucks. Get oh, me yeah. out of this. Oh, it was. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, Denver fans were getting up, going home. I mean, it was just abysmal. And is this is this commentary or or uh, is this the canary in the coal mine for the NFL? Like because uh, there was that quote from Tom Brady uh, earlier this week, I believe, where he was talking about the quality of football. Actually, here it is. I think there's a lot of bad football from what I watch. You know, <laughs> I watch a lot of bad football. A lot of yeah, poor quality of football. That's what I see. I mean, that's what that was. It was like yeah. Matt Ryan yeah. stepped out into the middle of the field, 
pulled his pants down and took a big hunking shit on the field. <laughs> and then Russell Wilson ran out and pulled his pants big. down to his ankles and took a big fit, fat steaming pile of shit on top of Matt Ryan's shit. And then Ryan was like, oh, yeah? <laughs> and he shat on top of Wilson's shit. And Russell Wilson was, oh, yeah? <laughs> he was like, I'm going to shit yeah, on top man. of that shit. And back and forth we went. And, oh, my God, it, this was just such a soul-sucking game. I, I, like you said, Chris, it was, it was hard to keep one's eyes open. It was, it was like it started to anger me after a while, where it was just like he just wanted it to be done. And here you go, Sideline the Agenda fans. We do this for you. <laughs> like, seriously, <laughs> yeah. if I didn't have this podcast to, to, to follow up with, like, uh, to, to speak on this game, like, I, I would have I turned that trash off. Oh, yeah. um, so I'm not blaming you fans. Happy to do it. Uh, but at the same time, um, th- that was just mi- miserable. It was just miserable. <laughs> yeah, and that stat that they pulled out, this is the first time ever that you've got two quarterbacks with four-plus Pro Bowls and neither one scored a touchdown. And the game went into overtime. So there's even an extra half quarter for them to score a touchdown. Still couldn't do it. Championship just, caliber football. Man, terrible. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, <sighs> Yeah. That game was the ass. Hi- the highlight of the game was when they literally cut to a commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, Le- and they played a Def Leppard song. I was like, yeah, all right, this is great. And then it just you know, obviously ended real it quick. It being but. shown uh, on my end on Amazon Prime, I was I was pl- praying for my Wi-Fi to go out. Man, but I think that, was, that game that's was just a, abysmal. That's that's a thing. that I've been having issues. I don't know what Amazon is up to with their, their streaming service, but ever since week one, I've consistently had issues while watching the game with my Wi-Fi. Yeah, interesting. And the first time I thought it was just my Wi-Fi, but it's happened every time. My iMessage will go out. My other devices can't stream, but the game's still working fine. What are you guys up to, Amazon? Ah, <laughs> conspiracy theories abound. Well, uh, oh, let's man. let's move on to uh, NFL Sunday in Week Five. But before we do that, we'd like to invite you to join our agenda, the sideline the agenda, by subscribing to our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Please give us a five star rating and tell your friends about the show. You can also follow us on Twitter at Sideline Agenda. Sideline the Agenda. Get off the sideline and into the game. All right. NFL Sunday Week 5 is alive and coming. Coming, of course, to a television next next to you, near you. Um, (laughs) So our first game, uh, uh, again, is in merry old London. We got the Green Bay Packers taking on the New York Giants in Tottenham Tottenham Hotspurs Stadium in London. Uh, This is the first time in 31 games over 15 years that the NFL has sent two winning teams to play each other in London. And this is also the first time the Packers will make the trip to, to, to England as well. Um, the Giants have uh, said that they're optimistic about Daniel Jones and uh, thinks th- think that he will be ready to play. And uh, there is also hope that the wide receivers, uh, Way- um, Wayne uh, Wandell Robinson, excuse me, and uh, Kadarius uh, Tawney will uh, come off the injured list. So that'll give more weapons for 
for Daniel Jones to to seek. Uh, and of course, they've got Saquon Barkley, who just leads the league in rushing. Um, I don't know. This uh, Packers are minus seven and a half. Um, uh, if I was to predict the spread, I think I'd actually take the Giants here, but I do expect the Packers to win. Yeah, I kind of have that same feeling. I think like the Giants are going to keep it closest for, for probably like three and a half quarters, but I just feel like the Packers are going to pull away late. And yeah, that, that spreads, it's it's a tough choice, but I just think that the Rodgers experience is, is going to be able to uh, – pull this one out I, I would for sure go with the Packers over the Giants especially I mean the Packers would have a much larger uh, spread if it was in Green Bay but uh, on the road Giants will have all that extra crowd support uh, yeah I've, Packers for sure yeah Packers all the way you know Rodgers should be able to pick apart uh, the Giants I, I mean they have a pretty decent defense but I don't think Daniel Jones is going to come out here and beat the Packers so uh, Aaron Jones should be able to run all over the Giants. And um, this might be close. Who knows? You know, Giants are kind of a hit and miss. But, yeah, I'm, I'm picking the Packers yeah, on this one. Yeah, Barkley would have, a ma- have to have a massive day to, to keep this one close. How do, you say, of doing. how do you say discount double check in London? <laughs> uh, so let's move on to uh, the Buffalo Bills taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers at uh, Highmark Stadium um, in uh, Buffalo. Uh, the Steelers, they are 0-7 without T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt still out with that pectoral muscle injury. Uh, and the Steelers have given the nod to rookie quarterback Kenny Pickett. He'll definitely get the start. And, you know, the Bills, they're uh, they are coming off back-to-back closely fought games. Um, looking at the spread here, it's quite massive. Uh, Steelers are plus 14.5 at the moment. Um, so, again... I'm taking the Bills to win. Um, 14 and a half is a lot. Rookie quarterback, I get it. But uh, he, he he seemed to be uh, playing fairly well. So so I don't know. That, 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 the spread one, that makes me a little nervous. Yeah, I think the Bills actually will cover that. This should be a romp. I mean, especially with Watt out, they're not going to get any pressure on Allen. He's just going to have a field day at home. They're going to blow out the Steelers. Absolutely, yeah. This is going to be a double blowout. I don't know if they even have enough. They'll probably score every drive down. You know, who knows? Kenny Pickett's not going to – They're not. he's not going to beat Josh Allen. Yeah, I don't think it'll beat him, but uh, I, I, I would be tempted to take the points on that one. Um, just, a, just a gut feeling. Okay, so the Cleveland Browns are going to take on the Los Angeles Chargers uh, in uh, First Energy Stadium in Cleveland. Um, will Miles Garrett suit up after his uh, after the, his his car accident that he suffered injuries? I'm I'm not sure actually at this moment. And of course, you you have Justin Herbert who's uh, still banged up, uh, nursing sore rib cage. Uh, this should be a pretty good game. Um, Browns plus two. Uh, I think if I was picking, uh, of course, I'm going to go with the Chargers to win this one. Uh, Justin Herbert is is definitely the top quarterback in the league right now. Um, as far as uh, uh, numbers are concerned, but uh, Cleveland Browns do have a heck of a defense and a running game, heck of a running game. Um, you know, we'll we'll see. Uh, you know, the Browns they're they, they, they keeping the ball on the ground and and uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. You know, they're just so hard to stop. Uh, they're definitely uh, you know second best rushing team in the in the league right now. So so what do you think? Uh, who, who's going to take this one? Yeah, this this is another really 
tight one. I mean, you would you'd want to bet Chargers as far as who should win it, but I don't know. I've, I'm going with the Browns on this one. I think that they'll be able to to run the ball effectively, especially with Bosa out on the Chargers. And for whatever reason, the Chargers just don't. Sometimes when they travel, they just don't seem to to be as good. So I'm I'm leaning more Browns. I think it'll be pretty tight. Um, but the run game is going to wear the Chargers down. That, that would be my guess. I don't think Herbert's going to go out there and throw for you know over 300 yards, which he probably would need to do to win this game. Um, but Garrett is, is definitely the X factor. If he plays and they're able to get pressure on Herbert, I think the Browns for sure should win. Um, but if he doesn't play, that, that makes this much tougher. But uh, gut check, I'm, I'm going Browns. Yeah, I could see that. Nick Chubb coming out and blasting the Chargers defense. Don't think it's going to happen. I think the Chargers will hold tight. I think they'll uh, rally around Herbert. Um, Keenan Allen, I think, is also questionable. I think he had a hamstring issue. Um, they are expecting him to play. So Herbert will have, you know, weapons in the air. And, you know, I don't I don't see him uh, veering off. You know, I don't see the Cleveland Browns stopping him up front, at least, and even in the air. So it uh, could be tight, uh, or the Chargers could run away with it. But I'm picking the Chargers either way. Both Browns and Chargers are two and two. All right. Well, the Houston Texans will travel to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. Rawr. Houston, uh, they've uh, been they're four and zero against the Jacksonville Jaguars in the previous two seasons, <laughs> That's right. and uh, they're four and twenty five against everyone else. <laughs> Obviously, we don't take much stock in that uh, historical stat, but you know something something to think about. Um, the the Jaguars they've, they've turned the ball over uh, they turned the ball over five times in their loss against the Eagles uh, last week, and uh, uh, four of those were were Trevor Lawrence fumbles, you know, speaking about their, their youth and experience inexperience and, and, you know, their, their developing nature, nature as a team, you know, then you got the Houston Texans who just straight up suck. So right. of course, as a straight up situation, I think, uh, I'm expecting the Jackson Jaguars, Jacksonville Jaguars to win this game. Um, the uh, point spread is uh, Texans plus seven. I think that they clear that. Yeah, this is potentially a trap game for the the young Jags, so they're going to have to show their maturity and come out and handle business, and Lawrence is going to have to knock off those turnovers. And, yeah, they should easily cover that. Um, But, you know, if he's going out there turning the ball over and they're taking this team lightly, then it could be a dogfight. But, yeah, Jacksonville should definitely definitely, uh, handle this game. Yep, yep, taking the home team on this one. Jacksonville should have no excuses if they lose this one. That's just them shitting the bed in their home field. Uh, Lawrence should handle business if he uh, wants to be considered as you know, up and coming. Um, other than that, you know, they, they, these two quarterbacks are kind of on the same page um, as far as numbers. Um, none of them really stick out that much. Um, Jacksonville just might have a little bit better of a defense. And they got to do it for Florida. <laughs> yeah, do it in the, the week, in the week of a Hurricane Ian, uh, do it for Florida. <laughs> All right, the three and one Minnesota Vikings will host the two and two Chicago Bears. Uh, for the first time in his career, Kirk Cousins has started the season off three and one. Um, Justin Fields has only eleven completions and six sacks in the Bears' loss to the Giants previously last week. Uh, they got to the red zone only three times and never scored a touchdown. However, the Vikings 
have one of the league's worst red zone defenses. Does Justin Fields finally turn the page <laughs> and become, take his rightful space as an elite quarterback of the NFL? Hell no. Hell no. Fields sucks. So all you media talking heads out yeah. there, that was uh, was it last year? That oh were just God! Yeah. Campaigning nonstop, put Fields in, put Fields in, because <laughs> you guys were just you know hating on the other quarterback. Yeah, look at him now. The guy sucks. He, he needed does. more time to develop. He's way overrated. But you just wanted to just stick to that you know narrative to try and get him in. But yeah, Cousins is going four and one, and uh, it's it's going to be a tight race between the Vikings and the Packers coming down to who's going to get that division. Yeah, it's a good. I agree with you too, Chris. You know, Justin Fields, he hasn't even thrown 500 yards yet, um, and he's you know, on his fifth game. So, are we, we are we to expect him to come out and, and pick apart the Vikings? Yeah. Who's, who's his backup? <laughs> who's his backup? <laughs> if, if Fields was smart, he would just just don't throw the ball and just run it. <laughs> just start running it. Take a page out of you know Jamal Jackson. Uh, uh, yeah, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Lamar, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Lamar or even Jackson. Josh Allen for that matter. Josh Allen. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and maybe pull out a victory that way, but you're not doing it in the air. Absolutely not. And uh, like you're saying, uh, definitely expect uh, Kirk Cousins to to go four and one. And talk about a team that does not feel like a four and one team. If they, yeah. if of course they beat beat the Bears, which we expect them to do, uh, Vikings point spread negative seven and a half. Do they clear it? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, I think they should, but uh, for some reason, I just feel wary of. Uh, it's just the NFL. These games always yeah. seem to be close. I don't know why. And I feel you know, like the I... Bears are gonna they're, the Bears are gonna try and run it a lot, so that that shortens the game down, so it kind of yeah. prevents teams from really running away. And plus, Cousins probably is is good for a turnover or two. So I don't I don't know. Don't they know, should. I, I'm feeling like a, a a double digit, you know, for sure. Um, like a 14 point uh, lead by Vikings, but we'll we'll see. Um, okay, let's uh, move on to uh, Detroit Lions. Speaking of a f- potentially four and one team that doesn't feel like a four and one team, we have a one and three team that doesn't feel like a one and three team. Uh, the Detroit Lions, and they will take on the New England Patriots in Foxborough. The Lions, they uh, continue to lead the league in points scored per game, but have managed only a single win, and their defense has been terrible. Um, last week against the Seahawks, they uh, they notched its first puntless game in team history. Um, the Patriots have placed Brian Hoyer on injured reserve with a concussion, so uh, that his backup, the backup to the backup, is expected to start for the Patriots, and um, you know that we'll see how that goes because that's always uh, an unknown. Maybe the Detroit Lions will uh, pull the uh, uh, the win um, away in Foxborough. What do you think? Yeah, they're gonna do it. Who knew that the day would come where the Detroit Lions would go into Foxborough? against the Patriots and get a win. It's about to happen, everybody. <laughs> I feel like just because you said that, it's not going to happen. <laughs> I mean, one of, the, one of two things has got to have to break. The Lions, they've been scoring a lot of points. Are, are they going to continue that, or is that going to fall off and they're going to have an ugly game and, and you know, only score right. like thir- 13 points? Either that's going to happen or they're going to go back in there and score another 30-plus points and, and get the win. But... Yeah, you think the Patriots, their defense would be savvy enough to try and you know keep it close because they know that they're all got their backup to their backup in there. 
but I feel like the Lions should finally get over the hump in this game and, and get a win. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I can't. I can't. The Lions are going one and four, guys. It's gonna come, <laughs> They'll find it's a gonna, way, right? <laughs> it's going to come down to Bill Belichick, you know, just running the ball. He'll probably run the ball every single play, but that might be good enough to beat the Lions. Yeah, their I'm defense is terrible. That's true. Well, as long as it's not a 12-9 uh, to nine game with seven field goals, you know, uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I just can't imagine any. Anything being less entertaining than that Thursday night football game. Okay, let's move on to the New Orleans Saints taking on the Seattle Seahawks in New Orleans. Uh, Seahawks are plus five and a half. Uh, the Saints uh, defense is significantly better than the Lions defense. Uh, uh, that's uh, the, uh, the, the team that Geno Smith put a clinic on. Gino, the quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, and the Saints have, uh, they, I don't believe they've decided yet if Winston or even Alan, Alvin uh, Kamara will play. So, um, you know, a lot to de- be determined with that. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? Is there magic still in uh, Gino Smith's uh, arm and um, in the Seahawks uh, game? No, I think they're coming back down to earth. Uh, Saints are going to take this one. Uh, Gino's not going to replicate that like he did against Detroit. They're not putting up no 48 points. I think it actually will, it'll be pretty close. It should be a good game, but I, th- I think the Saints will, will edge him out. It's at home. Yeah, good call. Um, I think Alvin Kamara, I think he'll be back. I think he'll, he'll, he'll get some playing time. I don't know about Michael Thomas. He didn't even practice today, and neither did Winston. Um, Jarvis Landry, if he plays, I mean, that that's a good weapon for them. I, I don't see Seattle going into New Orleans and then pulling out a victory with, with Gino. I, I don't see it, and uh, I'm going with the Saints. All right. Well, the uh, New York Jets are going to take on the Miami Dolphins. Uh, they're going to be playing at home. And, of course, Tua Tagovailoa will be out, and Teddy Bridgewater will be in. And the Jets are also uh, getting used to a new quarterback, Zach Wilson. And uh, he had a great second uh, second uh, half to that uh, game that uh, he had last week. Um, and uh, against the Steelers, he threw for 252 yards, and he also caught a touchdown pass. Uh, I don't know. It uh, should be a good matchup. It, could, it should be interesting to see if uh, New York's cornerback duo of Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed handle Miami's explosive whiteouts. What do you guys think? Uh, I think the Dolphins' front and their defense is going to be too much for the Jets. Uh, and Bridgewater should be able to do enough as far as spreading the ball around because their talent out there with those receivers is just, I mean, there's not much you can do against that. So I think the Dolphins actually get this win. Yeah, I agree. The Dolphins should go in there handle some business. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, he's not bad, guys. He's he's pretty decent. I think he's he's he can lead Miami to to beat the Jets. And I, I honestly, I truly hope so. I'm not a big fan of the Jets head coach. I think that guy's kind of annoying, and I would oh, hate man, to see yeah. him cheer Can't for that guy. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't want to see him cheer at the end of the game like he just won, you know, a playoff game again. This is another guy that's just like full of it and. Yeah, I'm gonna see the Jets go down and where he should, where, where they need to be, and yeah, let's see the Dolphins another win. All right, the Atlanta Falcons will travel to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. Both teams are two and two. Um, the Falcons are uh, one of the top rushing teams in the league uh, with an average of 168 yards per game. 
Buccaneers have struggled against the run. They struggled last week against the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, giving up an average of uh, 5.1 yards per carry and a total of 189 yards. Falcons' uh, pass defense, however, is struggling, and and Brady, uh, you know, had a pretty good showing last week against uh, the, those aforementioned Chiefs. Um, what do you think? Does Brady uh, finally get the uh, uh, get right back on track win that he uh, seemingly needs? They're two and two, but uh, it's it would be definitely uh, good for 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 him and his Bucks to uh, get back on path. Yeah, Tampa should take this one. It, it's funny because the Bucks, their defense was like the number one run defense. Uh, I think it was last season, maybe even the season before. Um, really tough to run on. But not the case so far this year. They're really missing missing uh, Dominic and Sue. So Rams, if you're listening, Sue's out there. You might wanna might wanna uh, bring him back in. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't expect the Falcons to run over them like um, like has been going on so far this season. Brady's was looking pretty good last week. I think he's just gonna continue to to be old Brady again, um, spreading the ball around. So I would I would for sure pick the Bucks. But the Falcons, you know, they've been in a lot of games. Obviously they won a couple. So I think they'll they'll make it a little bit closer than than what you would think. But I think the the Bucks with the team they've got with, with Brady, they should be able to take this one. Yeah, the Bucks will get back in a winning column. Uh, they should snap their little two game losing streak that they have going. Um, they would. I mean, the Falcons would need a miracle out of Cordell Pat, uh, Patterson to, you know, take over the game, and I, that's not going to happen against the Bucks. The Bucks are going to bounce back. Um, yeah, I'm taking the Bucks. I actually think he's injured. I think he's out for this game. I think uh, I could be wrong on that, but um, I think he's injured. Yeah, he's been like questionable a couple yeah, times. Yeah, he did well, play last week. Anyway, Atlanta Falcons, you want to talk about a team that's not necessarily as much of that automatic W that I think everybody yeah, thought that they would exactly. be. So it, it should be interesting, but I, I do fully expect the, the Bucks to, to, to win that one. All right, the uh, Washington Commanders are uh, going to take on the uh, Tennessee Titans. Um, Derrick Henry, of course, uh, run, ran for a season high of 114 yards and a touchdown last week, and Ryan Tannehill threw... Well, for only 137 yards, <laughs> but that's kind of on brand <laughs> for him. Um, but uh, he did connect with uh, six wide receivers, uh, different different wide receivers, so he's spreading the ball. Uh, the Commanders have averaged 3.6 yards per pass in their loss to the Cowboys last Sunday, so not a lot happening from Wentz. Wentz was constantly under pressure. Uh, he's a poor guy. He's been a, talk about a man on the run. That guy's a fugitive. <laughs> he's got no line. It's just like hike, run. Um, so uh, I'm expecting the Tennessee Titans to win this one. Uh, they are uh, minus one and a half. Um, surprised kind of that the spread is so small. Yeah, uh, wow. The Tennessee Titans are two and two on the season and Washington Commanders are one and three. I'm taking the Titans. Yeah, I'm taking the Titans too. I think two games ago they they kind of found their groove back where that's the formula. They got to run the ball. Tannehill just needs to complete just enough passes. You know, the third and shorts, the second and fours and fives. Uh, just to kind of keep the defense off balance. And, uh, yeah, they just got to pound away with Henry and play solid defense, and uh, I think that's what they'll do this game. Wentz will probably have a little bit of a better game. He may not be as under much as much pressure, but um, Titans are, I think, yeah, they're just a better team. They're going to take this one. 
Yeah, I agree. Titans are going to be... The last time they played, Titans took this one pretty easily. Um, they're going to do the same thing. They're going to come out here and pound the ball and you know pull out a victory no matter how good or bad. Ten Hill plays. Yeah, and that, that spread being that close, I think I would for sure take that one. Commanders are going to be at home during that game. All right, let's uh, move on to Bank of American Stadium in Charlotte as the Carolina Panthers will host the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, no defense in the football uh, league has given up fewer yards than uh, the San Francisco 49er defense. Um, and uh, they are second in the league as far as sacks are concerned at 15. Uh, only one offense in football gains fewer yards per drive than Carolina. So Carolina <laughs> is kind of walking into a bit of a perfect storm here. Uh, I don't. I think the 49ers are a very good team. They're two and two. I think that uh, they are better than a lot of people want to give credit, but they're not as good <laughs> as people may think they are. <laughs> at the right. same time, I know that's uh, counterintuitive, but um, it makes sense to me, and that's all that matters. And of course, you got Carolina Panthers with uh, Baker Mayfield in there because I believe Sam Darnold's still hurt. So they're kind of like counting the days yeah, till they can go them. to their plan B, <laughs> which I, I don't know who was plan B. Are they on their plan B? And it's and they're hoping for Darnold to come back. I think that would be their story now, though I don't <laughs> think that that was what it was, their intention coming into this season. But uh, Mayfield has shit the bed multiple times this season to, to really have no faith in him and nor what he can do nor bring to the table. So I expect the 49ers to win this game. Uh, and uh, just real quick, the spread is uh, 49ers uh, minus six and a half. I actually think they'll still they'll, 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 they'll handle that. Yeah, I would agree. The Panthers might, might be lucky if they get over 10 points. Um, yeah, the Niners' defense is legit. It's just their offense is kind of still finding its way. Um, so 49ers should completely dominate this game. And, uh, yeah, Mayfield, you know, be careful. They might knock you out <laughs> so, and kind of force the whole Darnold thing. Uh, yeah, 49ers, they're, they're, they're coming on strong lately. Ever since old uh, Trey Lance got hurt. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, Carolina's Panther, uh, Panther, their defense is trash. I, think, I don't think they're going to, you know, stop the 49ers and what they're doing over there. Um, Debo Samuels is a beast. But God, I, I really want to see the Panthers pull this one off, guys. My heart oh, says, man, like, come on! I, I need the I need Frisco to lose. I think they need they need to get put back in their place. Uh, Mayfield have a have a game. Why don't you come out? You know, gear up. Be you know, study some film and you know, put the ball in McCaffrey ham or your playmakers. I mean, he doesn't really have a whole lot going on over there. And if it doesn't work with Mayfield, please get him out of the game. Find someone else. Pull the you know pull the trigger on uh, uh pull the cord on this guy and. Potential trap game. Yeah. Can't go can't go away from Frisco though. As far as what they looked like last week. Uh, hate to say it. Yeah, Frisco. it just feels a little bit about it was a little bit of wishful thinking. Yeah. I'm with you. I think it can be a trap game. Um 
especially if there is because there is something to be said for development of baker mayfield he is on a new squad there it does take time to find sure. rhythm and develop that i i think that you know denver <laughs> unfortunately is is probably experiencing that even with a with a, a great veteran such as russell wilson that it does oh, yeah. take time to develop yeah that too. said it is you know week five so this is when you know maybe week five we come alive right and then baker mayfield <laughs> does uh kind of find that rhythm that offensive rhythm that they so desperately need. Again, I like taking a stroll down Candyland Boulevard and, uh, you know, uh, the wishful thinking of uh, the magical fairies and, and you know what I mean? But uh, I got to actually step back to reality and and, and I'm pretty sure the Niners are going to win that game. Um, All right, so the uh, Philadelphia Eagles are going to travel to Glendale, Arizona and take on the Arizona Cardinals. The Philadelphia Eagles, as we all know, are undefeated at 4 and 0 and the Cardinals are sitting at 2 and 2. The Eagles defense are is undoubtedly the league's best um uh maybe outside of uh, the 49ers. Uh they are the league leaders when it comes to sacks at 16. Um but you know how legit are they? Like again, I'd like to talk to the, about this on a different show, but I mean you want to talk about a squad that probably arguably could go 15 and 2 but really hasn't doesn't play anybody. I'd love to take yeah. a look at their schedule with y'all on a later date, um, and you'll, you'll understand what I'm saying. But uh, they have, uh, like I said, yet to truly be tested. You got a Cardinal squad that t- shits the bed the first half, but the second half they do <laughs> seem to come on. Um, you know, uh, did did the Cardinals find some answers as they took on the Panthers uh, last week, or or did they just get the Mayfield bump? Is there are you believing that there's some kind of momentum uh, uh, there in Arizona, and that Kyler Murray uh, and the Arizona Cardinals might be thinking things, uh, having things come together uh, in uh, you know as far as their offense is concerned? Yeah, if uh, the Cardinals will play the a little practice first half and then go out there and start the game uh, they should be able to stay in this one if Murray can as you mentioned Philadelphia gets a lot of pressure a lot of sacks if Murray can can be elusive and and extend some plays you know they'll have a shot uh, but he is missing um, Hopkins still I'm not sure I know Green was hurt I'm not sure if he's still out or not so he, he's missing some weapons I would still I would still pick the Eagles to go five and zero in this one. They're just they're a complete healthy squad right now. Everything's rolling. Uh, I don't think they're going to get off track on this one. That's a good pick, Chris. Uh, the Eagles they got the number two offense in the league, so it's kind of hard not to go with the Eagles. But I'm going to go with the home team on this one. I think the Cardinals will uh, will uh, you know dis- disappoint all the Eagle wow. fans out there. Uh, yeah, I think the, the, the last in their last matchup, excuse me, uh, the Cardinals beat them pretty handily and they played them at home i know it's a different team i know it's a different jalen hurts um but the cardinals defense is back you know jj watt's gonna be back i know they have a lot of key linebackers are gonna be back so um that might make a change where maybe jalen hurts is not rolling around and running over teams like he's used to doing with his legs uh when he gets in a tight situation and then like you said even though hopkins is out uh aj green should be back because he missed last week and i know he had that knee injury um, that should be a huge plus for the Cardinals. And then, yeah, seeing uh, what, what, what they can do with Marquise Brown, you know, um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. For some reason, I'm just – I'm picking the Cardinals on this one. I think they're giving the first L. 
Yeah, go with it. I mean, that would be quite right. the upset for sure. Uh, I mean, looking at their schedule, man, I expect them to go at least 9-0. and um, And so if they lost this game to Arizona, that would definitely rock the uh, – the, the mindset of uh, Philadelphia being the, uh, the, the the top team in the NFL. Um, and, and, yeah, that would definitely expose some some cracks. You're right. It could very well be a trap game for sure. Um, and so uh, it'd be great to see see how, how what happens with that. So the Dallas Cowboys, they are going to take on the Los Angeles Rams at SoFi Stadium. Um, they are 3-1, and, and the Rams are 2-2. Two and two. Uh, you got Cooper Rush, who's looking like Cooper Clutch. Uh, Jerry Jones saying that I uh, wasn't sure that Dak Prescott was going to be able to make it for this one because uh, his trouble of gripping the ball. Um, Cowboys defense is sitting third as uh, at the sack uh, count at 15. Cowboys defense has yet to allow 20 points in a game. Um, the Rams offensive line added a fourth member to the injured reserve list when uh, Coleman Shelton suffered a high ankle sprain on the team's first drive of the of the night uh, against um, the 49ers. And uh, the depleted line allowed Stafford to be sacked seven times uh, last week. And, you know, you, you got to protect your quarterback. Uh, Stafford's been sacked 16 times this season. Uh, man, it's definitely their biggest uh, Achilles heel at the moment. And uh, the Cowboys seemingly front four on defense are, are, are rolling. Um, and uh, putting up that that sack count, um, God, it's it's like they have to face the Rams. Have to face another tough defense this week with the Cowboys. And their one weakness, however, is defending the run. The Cowboys, right? But that's no help to the Rams because <laughs> the Rams have like the worst rushing on the ground uh, in in the NFL uh, this season. So. I don't know. It, it, I, going into this, I thought the you know at least at the start of the season, I thought that this would be an automatic win for the Rams, uh, an easy win. Um, now off of that 49ers loss, and uh, watching Dallas uh, on a roll, I'm not so confident with this one. Um, let me check out the spread. The, the Cowboys are plus five and a half. So here's yeah. the deal. This is what I'm saying. I'm picking the Rams to win. But I would not be taking those points. Uh, I would, I would, or excuse me, I would be taking those points. I would be uh, taking the Cowboys for the spread. Yeah, this is a tough call because speaking of perfect storms with like the Niners and the Panthers, this is like a perfect storm for the Cowboys because they're they're coming into LA when the Rams are. I mean, they're ripe for the the pickings right now. I mean, Stafford's gotten sacked so many times this season already, even when he had a healthy line. And now they're they're rolling out their practice squad guys, so they're going to be teeing off on him. This one's going to be on McVay. I think he needs to get back to his roots. When he took over as head coach, he was a run uh, offense, play action. I, th- I think he needs to get to that in this game and uh, try and slow down that pass rush. Uh, he'll, he'll, he'll throw some screens in there, but you can't just be in the shotgun and, and, and drop him back. Uh, Stafford's you're, you're just you're risking a lot uh, doing that and um, you know the, the Cowboys they got Diggs on the other side as well and you know he's he's always around the ball uh, got a lot of interceptions so it, it's looking dangerous my my brain kind of wants to pick the Cowboys but uh, Cooper's gonna win and it's not Cooper Rush it's gonna be Cooper Cup <laughs> there yeah. it is the Cooper yeah, the- ba- battle of the Coopers <laughs> the 
the Dallas Cowboys are 0-2 on the road against the Rams. So they're coming into L.A. That There's just anything that the Rams have an upper hand with is they're playing at home. Um, yeah. They do play better at home. So um, Stafford's going to come off. He has to come out, obviously shake some cobwebs off and beat – Beat Cooper Rush. You gotta beat Cooper Rush. You're a lot better than Cooper. You know um, the defense, Cowboys. Yeah, you guys are right. They have a pretty good defense. They're seventh overall in the league, um, and it's gonna take the Rams a whole team effort, not just Cooper, but everyone needs to get involved. And the offensive line needs to get their hand out of the grass, get up and block their guy, and yeah, establish some running game and. I'm taking the Rams. I think the Rams are going to bounce back, get back in the win column, and shut down this whole Cooper Rush hype. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, hopefully that's the case. Uh, For for some reason, though, as far as the spread's concerned, the five and a half, I, I don't know. That, that would make me nervous, but um, hopefully the uh, Los Angeles Rams can get that done. All right, finally for Sunday night football, Cincinnati Bengals travel to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Both teams Ooh. are 2-2. Two and two. Uh, The Bengals' defense is great at preventing big plays, while the Ravens' offense is great at making them, right? You know, like uh, yeah. the Ravens' defense, however, you know, uh, they've given up plenty of big plays themselves, uh, but uh, the Bengals um, kind of, you know, confusingly uh, have like the least explosive offensive uh, offense, you know, uh, despite having so many uh, great weapons like, uh, you know, Jamar Chase and T Higgins. So um, it'll be interesting to see how have the Bengals finally got their feet back underneath them. Are they uh, uh, back to being the uh, AFC champions that they were last year or are they uh, just mostly hype? And it's uh, going to be all about the uh, the Baltimore Ravens here. Man, yeah, this is a this is a, a good one, a, a big division battle. So the division battles are usually tight, especially in that division. For whatever reason, the Ravens, the Steelers, the Bengals—they all play each other really close. Um, I, I would, I would, uh, I'm going to pick the Ravens on this one. I think that they're just they're playing better ball right now. Um, they should have won that game last week against the Bills. They should be three and one. You know, the Bengals had a rough start. They they were able to take advantage of what happened against the Dolphins to get that win. And uh, I I think the Ravens are are playing better, so they should take this one. But it should be close. I, I think it's going to be a very close game. Yeah, uh, the Ravens. They 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 should. <laughs> It's kind of hard because the uh, you know they haven't won at home yet this whole year, <laughs> and I know we're still pretty pretty early into the into the season. But um, the, the, I'm picking the Ravens on this one as well. I think the Ravens. I mean, L- Lamar Jackson should be able to at least make some some um, plays on his on his feet um, as far as running the ball. Um, defense. Uh, the Bengals. They don't look that impressive. Um, I don't see why you know the Ravens can't just have their way with it. I think if Jackson gets the ball in Mark Andrews' hands a little bit more, um, you know, look 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 for him for your third downs. Um, I think they'd be okay. So I, I'm picking the Ravens on this one. I don't see why they they shouldn't you know steamroll over um, you know the Bengals and and, and I, I don't think I think the ba- the the Ravens are like 18 and two against the Bengals at home like. Especially like in prime time, it, it's something astronomical, like those numbers. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm sticking with the Ravens. Yeah, Lamar Jackson always seems to put up the big numbers in prime time, um, and yeah, Baltimore at home. 
uh, minus three is, is, is what they are. I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm expecting the Ravens to win this game. I'm expecting this to be a bit of a statement game and also maybe put an end a little bit to that Cincinnati Bengals narrative that's uh, still floating out there. Um, I think uh, Baltimore is is a is a legit contender, and um, yeah, they're gonna. I, I think they're gonna win it. I think they're gonna they're gonna take down Joe Burrows. <laughs> take them down. <laughs> Are they? Especially if they were wearing those white, uh, like you said, skunk oh skunk uniforms. <laughs> little little skunks out there. <laughs> You stink. <laughs> well, looking forward to it. Looking forward to week five of the yeah. NFL. You know, are you ready for some football? Well, that's going to do it for us here at Sideline The Agenda. Thank you so much for listening. And please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. You can leave us a five-star review and tell your friends about the show. Uh, and you can also follow us on Twitter at Sideline Agenda. Well, I'm Scott, that's Kevin, and that's Chris, and this was Sideline the Agenda. Get off the sideline and into the game.